Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Welcome to Sports Day SA. It's a Monday. It's beautiful weather out there and we've had a massive weekend of sport and you can be part of the show you can dial in on 1300 736 736 on the week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes discover different. Now, um, Blighty, who normally is on this show and across the winter, he has a statue at Adelaide Oval that he mentions once or twice. But the guy I've got here today, he hasn't only had his number retired, he owns, he's got his name on a basketball court. So I reckon it's as close as going to get to a statue. Brett Maher, welcome to Sports ASA. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bonds. Yeah, he's going to have to lift his game in here. A, a little statue, I mean, who cares about that? you got a whole court. <laughs> and I still would probably have to pay for car parking if, they, if the guys didn't know me on the door. But, um, yeah, thanks for having me. Really excited to be on the show and uh, – yeah, it's uh, it is a beautiful weather. We were down at Henley Beach uh, yesterday, and uh, they had stalls down there. It was packed, and uh, isn't it? It just makes you feel better, doesn't it? This it does. good weather gets you up and about, yeah. and out in the sunshine. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, it's time for the hot topic: char time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Are you thirsty for char time? Explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. All right, uh, Marzi, it's T20 World Cup time. We're coming towards the uh, final semi-finals this week, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but it's been, it's been, there's been some negative talk around the tournament, and there's been some positive stuff as well. What's your take on the on the whole tournament? I think it's a shame that rain uh, has played such an effect on this tournament. It clearly hurt the Australians getting rained out against England. Um, the T20 fascinates me as a sport and a part of a, a sport where any team can win. And we saw that with Netherlands beating South Africa, a, a team just has to get hot for a couple of overs and bang, they're, they're going to create an upset or get a massive score. It's fun to watch. I love the vibe around it. Um, it's just a shame that Australia, uh, underperformed at this one, and uh, I've read so many articles on it where a lot of people are just saying, "Oh, don't worry about it; it's just going to get washed away because the the schedule is so full on that uh, yeah, it just gets washed away with everything else, and we move on to the next thing." Um, but yeah, it's interesting also the selections, um, how much criteria and, and critique gets placed on them, and the Australian team when it doesn't get through and doesn't do well, gets absolutely smashed, as you'd expect. And and they've got an ageing list that they went with some of those players. And um, I was reading today about how much that is probably going to change in 18 months when we go into the next World Cup. Yeah, it, it certainly – look, and it's I think it's time for change as well. It, it is definitely an old Australian side. And the thing that shocked me about Friday is leaving – when you need to bowl a team out quickly, mm. is leaving Mitch Stark out of the – 
out of the team. I was I was basically asking for Richo to come in, but maybe replace Pat Cummins yep. or Hazelwood because they're a like-for-like type. If you're going to bring Richo in, that's who you'd take out. But you don't take out the left armour who can swing the ball and get wickets in the first couple of overs. just didn't make sense to me. And I thought with how much we needed to score and, and we're talking run rates and we need a big win, I thought we played quite defensively. Um, when you pick such an offensive team to go out and have a smack, I thought they just looked defensive more than offensive uh, when they were going up against uh, what was a pretty good bowling attack. But, uh, yeah, they just didn't have that grunt uh, that I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and the coach has come out and said a few things today. Um, Aaron Finch, there's like, he had a pretty reasonable tournament and then got did the hand. Towards the end he did. I yeah. think people were calling for his head, weren't they, after yeah. the first game or so. Um, do you think that's the end of his his T20 career? He's retired from one day as now and obviously not part of a test team. Do you think that's it internationally for Finchie? Well, every list I'm reading for future teams, he's not appearing on it. So right. I think the writing's that's... kind of coming up on the wall. Uh, I mean, we have such depth and yeah. talent. If you're not in form, then get rid of them and, and chuck someone in that is in form. And I'm sick of... Um, players that have a reputation but aren't playing well, getting put in teams when there's guys that are absolutely killing it and getting left on the sidelines. And um, when <laughs> you can really smack them when they don't do well, uh, which they haven't. So we can talk about it now. But, um, <laughs> well, yeah, let's, let's have a works, listen to what Andrew McDonald said about the future of Aaron Finch. I haven't really put much thought or time in that. It's a little bit raw on the back of the World Cup, but he's got some time to think about that. I think um, any time that you suppose start to think about it then the end will be one day closer there's no doubt about that uh, I think the big bash will determine probably his his future um, how he goes there his performances how his body is holding up uh, you know his body's failed him here in terms of a hamstring strain that put him out of the World Cup so um, and as we said earlier the next game's not till August next year so that gives him a lot of time to repair if he's willing to go on um, if not then you know, I'm sure that over the next couple of weeks he'll have a think about that and and call it a little bit similarly to what he did in the one-day international scene. It's not really a glowing endorsement for him to... He's done, isn't he? <laughs> and I mentioned about uh, Richo coming in for Stark. Yep. Um, love Richo because he's basically an SA boy. Uh, let's have a listen to what Andrew McDonald said about that selection. Richo and Stark. We were looking to reinforce the, the back end um, with Kane Richardson. Um, so we put a premium on death bowling. Uh, that was the decision uh, in a nutshell, really. Um, it was Kane up against Starkey for, for a little bit of um, death, death bowling depth, and uh, Kane got the nod. Um, and any time you leave out a player of the stature of Mitchell Stark, it's, it's always going to, I suppose, create um, you know, significant sort of, I suppose, how would you phrase it? It's you know, attention to, to that selection. Um, and the reality is that we've got 15 players that arguably could be in the 11, um, and those that miss out are always going to be genuinely uh, you know, stiff. Now, he used the term death bowling there. They didn't need death bowling. They needed to get wickets. Yeah. They needed to bowl them out cheap. They need precise bowling. They need someone that can consistently bowl it up, bowl Yorkers, hard to hit balls. And constantly we're seeing some dollies being put up there and just getting smacked out of the park. Yeah. The batters are too good. It's a batsman's game, the T20. Oh, it's um, always a batsman's game. Yeah. Like even Ted's cricket's a batsman's <laughs> game as a bowler. <laughs> it's always been a batsman's game. But you're right. It, it's yeah. It's um. It, it was just a weird selection for me. Mm. If you're going to leave anyone out, you don't 
you don't well, leave I think the left he's arm our best out. bowler as well. Yeah. I think he's consistently our best bowler. He's fast. He's, he's exciting to watch. Uh, for me, at, at the World Cup, um, the New Zealand loss obviously was the thing that cost us. They've played well. They've had a few ups and downs. They obviously had the loss to England, um, but they did enough to get through. Um, yeah, for me, that New Zealand game, we needed to come out all guns blazing and we didn't. And that puts questions on, like there's some people coming out today saying that they look tired. Was the prepara- preparation right? They played all these games before the tournament in the lead-in. They mucked around with their batting order. Finch was down at four and then up opening and it was all over the shop. Um, was it the best preparation? In hindsight, you can say, no, it was horrible. But, yeah. Yeah, well, they didn't get off. Yeah, they didn't get off and never really recovered. I think if we'd played uh, England and that hadn't got washed out, I think we would have won that and we'd be would be in the finals. And things may get talked about a bit differently if you uh, get through. And anything can happen in these games, as we've talked about. But we didn't get through, and the teams that did. Uh, so Wednesday, New Zealand are playing Pakistan at the SCG, and yep. uh, India are playing England here at Adelaide Oval, which would be a cracker. I think to go watch. I think they're the best two teams. England came in as favourites. India are always tough. Yes. Um, I think the winner of that as well. I'm going to agree with Jordan. I think the winner of that is going to go on and win it. Yeah, I think so too. Look, what I what we all hope is for an India-Pakistan final at the MCG with 100,000 people oh, would be awesome. Yeah. Even, you know, the, the well, first game. How good game, was that first yeah, game? Yeah, the first game was oh, just. Oh, that had a bit of everything in it. Compulsory viewing awesome. and, and, and it, was, it was an outstanding game of cricket um, and kicked the tournament off beautifully, I thought. And I think if that's, you know, that's the promoter's dream, but I think it'll be New Zealand-India in the final. Well, New Zealand, I think, are the better team as well, um, and especially when they're going. I, I like Pakistan because some of the names in their team are uh, exceptionally fun to pronounce. You got any for me? <laughs> <laughs> not not, not on the top of your head. I pronounce them, but uh, no, I, I like the pronunciation. But yeah, once again, India Pakistan would be a ripper. That was one of the best games of cricket I've ever watched in, in any form. Uh, it had everything in it. It had the drama, had no balls at the wrong time, it had big hits. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And had Coley. You watch Coley bat for a little while as well. He's uh, he certainly had a fantastic tournament. Mr. Coley. Uh, well, how was, how was uh, I touched on it before, how was the Netherlands defeating South Africa? South Africa have got to beat Netherlands, who aren't really well known for their cricket. Um, you would I would have thought that was a lay-down mazare that they were going to win that and go through. But once again, this T20, it's anything can happen. But in, in big tournaments, South Africa have failed mm, miserably right. over the last few years. Um, it's, they're building up quite a reputation of... Uh, Choking. Choking. <laughs> not not being able to trust them. And there was a few – Damien Fleming was one part of the SEN team. Uh, he didn't trust them. Mm. He said, no, I'm not – I'm not – I know how good they are and I know how good they can be, but I can't trust them. Yeah. And he's been proven right. Yeah, true. They, they've got a heap of talent. Hey, I noticed in uh, watching the England game, I noticed a few Aussies uh, in and around the place there <laughs> – um, one of them being Hussey, Michael Hussey. Yes, how much, that how just much, looked weird. How much influence is he? What, what exactly is his role there, Bonds? And how much influence well, is batting, he having on uh, their success? Batting coach. But let's, uh, he, he was, uh, he was um, interviewed as well about working for England. Let's 
Have a listen to what Mike Hussey had to say. Yeah, I've heard it a lot, actually, um, <laughs> particularly walking through airports and from the public. And, and I get that, you know, like I'm, I'm as proud Australian as, as, you know, the next guy going around. But um, but it's, it's a, it is a great opportunity to, to be in a different environment, to see how a new country goes about it from, from, from a coaching perspective to to help, you know, grow, grow my uh, self mm. as a coach as well. And it's not, it's not a new thing. You know, we've had heaps of Aussies go and coach with England in the past and, and, and coach all around the world. So it, it, it's a fantastic opportunity. And um, oh, I must admit, I've really enjoyed it. It's been fun. He's had fun, <laughs> Mr. Cricket. God, money, money does wonders, doesn't it? I mean, oh, I'm a proud Australian and go play coach for the enemy. <laughs> I mean, Sheevers, he must have got offered a lot of money to go coach for the enemy, but it would be a good experience. These guys are used to going to England, living in England and and working over there would probably be a good change of scenery. And when you've been in the Australian system for so long, um, it's probably good to go and see what others others are doing. I just think he's a nice little earner. Yeah, oh, I'd be a big payback. <laughs> it would be. Uh, you can stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Later on in the show, young redback quick Jordan Buckingham is going to come on the show and join us. Uh, looking forward to a chat with him. And uh, after the break, we'll talk about the the strikers. Oh. And we got our top seven as well. Uh, this is Paul Bonza, Brett Mart on Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Brett Maher is in the seat with me tonight. So uh, we're having a bit of fun in here. Hey, it's going well, Bonzer. I'm enjoying it. All right, let's uh, have a little bit of a look. There's some girls I want to pat on the back, and that's mm. our uh, our strikers, our, our lady strikers, the WBBL side. They've uh, beat the Scorchers yesterday, bowled the Scorchers out, well, kept them to a hun- nine for 119. Shooter, Megan Shoot, four for 20. She was outstanding. And the Strikers got the runs uh, three down. With, Only three down. How good's that? Yeah, with Deandra Dotton. Got her first. She's had a couple of medium scores, but yep. got a really good 68 off uh, 51 balls. That moves them into second spot, Marzi. Nice. Six wins, three losses. And they've got a couple of home games coming up. There's Down one at Karen Rolton Oval. Karen Rolton Oval on Friday against the Hurricanes, and then Sunday out to Newry. Um, That'd be a good trip. Yeah, I've actually been out to Centennial Oval and watched a game out there. They played a couple of years ago, and I was out there doing some country work. And uh, it's a beautiful ground. Yeah, fantastic ground. It's got the caravan out the park and uh, out the back there, and so a couple of balls fly into the caravans. <laughs> it's great. So it should be a big crowd down there as well. So get behind your strikers. They're here on Friday at Karen Rolton Oval and also uh, Sunday out at Nuriupta. Nuriupta. Beautiful. It's good when uh, our teams are going well. The girls' teams tend to carry us here in SA. They do so well. Not only the strikers, but the Lightning, and they've started their season and are underway as well. Yeah. The Thunderbirds are always up around the mark. So uh, good to see the strikers on board as well. Yeah, great to see. All right, it's time for the Kia Top 7 the eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Now, Marzi, we've both got a top seven, so you can go first. <laughs> what do you got for us in your top seven? Well, <laughs> oh, <drum> roll. <laughs> Boom. Um, Good work, Sammy. Well, I've got a bit of a basketball team, obviously, with my background, and I've gone with top seven imports for the Adelaide 36ers. 
Um, Adelaide 36s uh, amalgamated with West Adelaide in about 83, 84. So it's only from then onwards. Uh, I grew up watching the team from around that time. Yep. So I've either seen players or played with most of these guys. And so my top seven, I, I, you can't, you have to start at the top. And uh, Mark Davis, obviously, is number one. Um, then I'm not going to number the rest. I'm just going to go through the rest because he stands alone. So Mark Davis is the, the best import sixes I've ever had. I think so. I think when, I agree you, with you. when you consider longevity, uh, he changed the face of the game here. Other teams had to bring out other imports to match him. You saw guys like Scott Fisher, et cetera, brought out to try and get somewhere near him. Um, so and yeah, Mark and he Davis, still And he still lives in Adelaide. Still lives in Adelaide. And he still well. looks about 39. He does. He, he uh <laughs> It's ridiculous, isn't it? This comes out of his words, yes. black don't crack. <laughs> uh, that was his call sign. So, uh, But, no, he's uh, he's a legend of the, the 36ers. So um, then you've got Al Green, who, of course, did amazing things for West Adelaide first and also for the 36ers, was part of that 86 championship team. Yes. And then we've got Daniel Mee and Kevin Brooks, who were part of our championships back-to-back in 98 and 99. So those two guys, uh, I think for me, are Monty's. KB was kind of the first 6'8 guy with silky handles that changed the game as well. Uh, and Darnell Mee, I think, was one of the best defensive players and could change a game uh, at any kind of position. He could yes. guard anyone. He could play wherever. Um, amazing. Rob Rose was the... He was the most winningest guy I've played with, I think, that would drive his teammates to excel. Um, so he's definitely one of the best players there. Willie Farley uh, was the running mate for us in uh, in the O2 Championship and was a baby Jordan-esque, great to watch. Got the crowd involved. He was sensational. Um, so that's my top six. Now, now I hit a bit of a bump, Bonds, and <laughs> my, my seventh is a tough one. Um, there's probably a lot of guys that – would be in the seven. I, I Jojo think, English? I think not Jojo. <laughs> uh, he was injured most. In his defense, he was injured. Came from the Chicago Bulls uh, with big raps. But uh, Jerome Randall was very good. Um, probably handled the ball a bit too much. Would have liked to see him pass a bit yep. more. But one MVP of the league. Yes. Um, Bill Jones was one of my favorite imports as I grew up. So he has to be around the mark. Butch Hayes. I played with in my first year in the league as an import point guard was exceptional and a great guy as well. But I'm probably going to put Adam Ballinger in as that last spot. He's won four or five club MVPs, um, was a great player for the club. So there's my seven. That was fantastic. What do you think? Do you agree with that? I agree. I agree with all those seven. Mm. I agree with them. Now I'm going to go through this reasonably quickly because we got to get to a break shortly as well. So these are the top seven things I've learned from the T20 World Cup. Firstly, Australia were hopeful rather than confident Mm -hmm. going in. Then uh, Australia's white ball team needs a revamp. Obviously. Yep. The gap between the minnows and the test playing nations is closing. In a big way. Hence... Netherlands beating South Africa. Uh, Everyone loves an underdog. The fans were just all over Ireland when they beat England and all over Holland when the Netherlands beat uh, South Africa. Um, Number five, South Africa can never be trusted (laughs) ever again in any tournament (laughs) ever. Don't back them. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, there's a personal one for mine. The commentator crossing down the commentator on the boundary line added nothing to the coverage for me. Yeah. Just 
don't know why they did it. And number seven in my top seven is that India and Pakistan fans are absolutely incredible. They get behind it, don't they? The passion. They get into it. Like there's a single and the crowd roars. <laughs> it's ridiculous. How big is cricket in, in those countries? It's huge. Oh, it's... The viewing audience of that game was oh, off the in, charts. In the billions. That's why I hope the, the final is out of those two. That's the top seven. Also, thanks to the Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner, Toolkit Depot Shop. A huge range of tools, equipment and safety gear and workwear. And don't miss on uh, any of the T20 World Cup games on KO Sport. Just get KO Sport and you can watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on the fantastic KO Sport. And before we go to an ad, um, there's a bloke sitting out there. It's his birthday today. It is indeed. Our producer, Sammy Fantasia, he's turned 29. He only looks probably 35, doesn't he? <laughs> I can't even remember being 29. <laughs> Jesus. Young bucks. Happy birthday, Sammy. Uh, you're doing a great job and keep it together there. Um, this is Sports Day SA. Paul Bonds and Brett Maher will be back after the break. Jordan Buckingham coming up on the show very, very soon. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Welcome back to Sports ASA. Paul Bonds and Brett Maher with you, and you can be part of the show on the Weeks Open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks Homes, discover different. And you can call us on 1300 736 736 or text in 0427 154 166, just as Stu did. And Marzi, Stu, just listening to your top seven, wanted to know why Daryl Pierce wasn't one of the best imports to play for the Sixers. <laughs> well, Stu, um, uh, Daryl is a South Australian, actually. So, uh, yeah, he didn't uh, qualify for my criteria. <laughs> That's right. He's home-born. He's home born. He's, uh, yeah, he is one of my he's favourites. He's a superstar, though. though. He is one of my favourites, Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Great bloke, great sense of humour, and a very, very good shooter. All right, it's uh, time for my quote of the day. Inspiration time. Even got theme music too. It's beautiful. All right, here's the quote of the day, Marzi. You can't put a limit on anything. The more you dream, the further you get. I like it. I like it. Who uh, whose quote's that? Michael Phelps. Uh, he he could swim a bit. He did all right. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. I'd listen to so him. So there's your inspirational quote of the day. Uh, there you go. Uh, beautiful work. All right, it's time for the uh, weekend wrap. Now, we're going to talk about the sixes in the weekend wrap, and you can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repco.com. And coming up very shortly, Jordan Buckingham as well. Um, let's have a chat about the Sixers. They went down to the Perth Wildcats. Perth had lost five in a row. Uh, it was a pretty entertaining game, but they let the Wildcats get out of the blocks early, didn't they? They did, yeah. I, I was uh, really interested to see how Perth would come out because they they were coming off the back of five losses. It was going to be, if they lost, it would have been six losses, which would have been the first time since December 03. So they were under a lot of pressure. Um, one of their imports by the name of Brady Manick, he was under a heap of pressure. If he played bad in that game, he would have been on the next plane home. I have no no doubt about that, but he didn't. He came out, scored 25 points. 8 of 10 shooting, 6 of 8 from downtown. And he got going, was very good. And then Bryce Cotton 
had three points, I think, up until three, three points till three quarter time. time. And you knew uh, it was going to turn. Yeah, Rupert and I were calling it, and at the time we said three quarter time, we said, "Well, one good thing for Perth Wildcats listeners mm. is that he only has three points. Yeah, and he's going to get, he's going to have a big quarter. He, and he was going to turn it on. And um, the disappointing thing for me is there were nine thousand and seventy one fans, which is great crowd, which is a all time record for a home crowd, supposedly. I'm not sure what because I was told. you're. At, <laughs> Uh, at your game, when they retired your jersey, they squeezed a lot court, of people in. There was a, a legally, definitely, definitely <laughs> more than nine thousand there. Yeah, legally, it wasn't though. Yeah, there was, um, I think it was seventy eight hundred legally, but uh, no, there was a yeah. Anyway, yeah, so thirty sixes, they're in a bit of trouble. They go now three and four. Uh, we've got what's called the FIBA window now. So we've got some of our players disappearing for a couple of weeks. Mitch McCarron will be representing Australia in this window. Yes. Uh, we've got Kai Soto who will be going off to play for the Philippines. And Hiram Harris uh, will be going off to play for New Zealand. So they'll be in and out for the next couple of weeks. And then we go into three games on the road, which normally you would say is a bad thing. But the way away teams have been winning this year, it's about a 75% record on the road for road teams winning this year, which is unheard of. But we go and play Melbourne, then New Zealand, then Perth. So three good teams on the road. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting time to see how the team can go because that could define the season, this next little patch. They, they need to start winning some games. They can't let it slide too much. Even though there is a top six mm. this year, yep. there's that play-in tournament, if for want of a better term, between uh, teams three to six. So, well, it's interesting. There's been some teams that have been terrible. They're just starting to get a couple of wins. Melbourne, I don't think, have been good. They're just starting to look a little bit better. Brisbane uh, were terrible and have just got a win over Tassie down in Tassie. So there's some teams that are ripe for the picking. Uh, Adelaide's kind of that middle of the road. We were kind of set back a little bit, I think, by this the trip that we went over the States where we played the two NBA teams. And sure, we created history. We beat the Phoenix Suns. But... Coming back, I think that put us on the back foot a bit. We've started the season slow. We're starting the home games really slow. Uh, we're playing better on the road. There's some up signs. Um, it was interesting to see. We played on Thursday uh, in Illawarra, and the yes. team played really well, yes, I thought. Definitely. Um, ball movement was excellent. Defensive intensity was good. The rotations of the players just looked a bit better. And then we come back here. Uh, Randall missed that game, Jerome. Um, Randall Craig, uh, Randall. Craig Randall missed that game. Uh, he was put back into the team on Saturday. Uh, he had a sternum, got hit in the sternum in the game uh, against uh, New Zealand, was it, yep. I think? Um, so he came back in and I don't know, it just... Southeast it, Melbourne it was. It was. The, the it away was. game against Southeast Melbourne where he got yeah. copped in uh, the sternum. The chemistry just... It just didn't look right. Um, and there's there's a lot of rumours circulating about what's going on there, uh, about things that happen on game day and other rumours and innuendo. Well, we can and – we can, and I said this during the broadcast on SENSA um, on Saturday night, is that CJ and Craig Randall II had a bit of a shouting match at shoot-around mm. um, and not just a disagreement. It was a fairly – Robust discussion. Let's put it that way. Uh, so you just you just wonder if he's happy. If well, he's, if he's happy, he looks he occasionally looks frustrated. And then CJ started him on the bench on Saturday night as well. Now that whether that was because of injury or because of 
the way the team started a, on the road. I think that was a smart move, having the guys that went on the road, they earned their spot to start and then bring him in off the bench. Um, I, I just don't know if his mindset is in the right place at the moment. He didn't play well. He shot the, didn't shoot the ball at the standard that we know he can shoot it. Um, on Saturday. so And we have heard that there is uh, potentially going to be um, an announcement in the next couple of days. We don't know what that is, but uh, I don't know. If we if we read between the lines, then it, it could be something down that track. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, it'll be disappointing if, if it does come, you know, that the, they want to part ways. But uh, for the LA crowd especially, because well, uh, he's such an excitement machine. He is an excitement machine. We haven't had pl- many players that have come out to Australia and Adelaide with the range that he has got, the ability to put a team on his back and, and score 12 points in, in a minute and a half. He is exciting to watch. He's eccentric. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, is he the right player for the team at the moment? Uh, it's undecided for me at the moment. He's he's had some stellar moments. I mean, that game that he played against Phoenix was one of the best games of individual games I've seen, both from him and Franks and and the rest of the team. They played superbly. That was never going to be able to be duplicated on a regular of basis. Of course not. Of course not. And, and I think uh, the whole team got a bit ahead of themselves when they came back. Um, when you're three and four, you've got that much talent. I don't know. Maybe someone is going to lose their job. We'll, we'll wait and see in the next couple of days. All right. Um, <laughs> Throw the cat well, no, just let that, I'll just let that, let that <laughs> boil. <laughs> just let that simmer for a second. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if, we'll just see how we go. Um, I've got to mention, though, uh, I got a message today from a man who's very, very excited who is now a basketball nuffy. He's all over it. Ben Hawke, who's a part-time, part-time host of the show, uh, like me. Um, he's, he's jumped on the back of the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies beat the Wizards today at uh, 103-97. Uh, Bain scored 28. Morant scored 23. What about a talent that Joe oh, Morant is? God, he's exciting um, to watch. Um, but uh, Hooky wanted the whole show to be about the Grizzlies, oh, but God. unfortunately we couldn't do that. But at least give him a little bit of a mention. Um, they're probably uh, one of my least watched NBA. They don't get a lot of airtime. I don't know. They're just a bit out of the way. But they, I think now with Ja Morant, um, they're getting more and more because he is such an excitement machine. Yeah. Um, on the topic of basketball as well, I wanted to just quickly give a, a big shout-out to the Adelaide Lightning because – they went away. They played the uh, the Flyers, uh, Lauren Jackson's team, and they are stacked. They have got a <laughs> amazing team. But Izzy Borlase, um yes. was absolutely sensational. She had, uh, I think it was 25 points from memory, had a, a great clip trying to carry the Adelaide team over the line. But she was amazing. as a good young talent, exciting to watch. She's going to have... Some really big things ahead of her, that's for sure. Named in the team of the week this week as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, she was sensational. Brilliant. But that uh, Flyers team is going to – it's going to take a lot to beat them. You go through their list, Abby Bishop, uh, you just keep on going. And they've got, they got some, six or seven some, is some, sensational. Someone called Lauren, uh, Lauren, Jackson. Lauren Jackson. But, but she had a stinker. <laughs> she was one of she, <laughs> she was one of nine um, for the game. So – when she can go like that and they still win, you know they've got a lot of talent. So, But the Lightning, uh, their season is away. They've got three games on the road to start and then they're back here. And uh, it'd be great to see everyone get behind uh, the Adelaide Lightning as well. They're yeah. going to be good. 
Yeah, they'll be playing at the Adelaide 36ers Arena again, mm. which is the old powerhouse for people who weren't <laughs> sure. Um, people still call it the powerhouse. Oh, amazing amazing uh, bit of branding that was. Um, I wanted to mention about yesterday is that the commentary team was in the building. So um, Andrew Gaze, Liam Santamaria and Jack Heverin were in the building um, and commentating from the court. That's got to be a good thing, doesn't it? It adds so much to the game. Uh, when you're commentating from the hub, you just lose all the environment, the the feeling that's there at the game, the noise. You can't get involved in that, and, and it's a bit uh, dull, I think, that broadcast from there. When you're at the game, you get caught up in it, and it's just so much more exciting. And you, you see, and I love listening to Drewy and Copes go back and forth. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was great that they got back in. I'd love to see it. I know it's a cost thing, but I'd love to see that brought back in around around the league. There are enough commentary teams. Like Obviously, Case goes over to Melbourne and commentates over there, which, again, makes no sense to me. So uh, he goes over and commentates the game when the game's in Adelaide. Surely you just set up the commentary booth here. Um, we're not moving, though. Rupert, Sapwell and I. <laughs> yeah, we've we got no <laughs> and, space. And, and SENSA, we're not moving anywhere. We are staying right there. That's our spot. We own it. Um, but, yeah, look, if you if you can't tune into the TV, don't forget, every Adelaide 36's home game is uh, on your home of sport, SENSA. Well, exactly. And you mentioned John Casey. He's the best in the business yes. for me. He's very good. He should be on every game, I reckon. I was really impressed. I watched the Perth game. Damien Martin, I thought, gave some great insight of course, one of the best defensive players of all time, an absolute hero in WA. He was very good. There's a couple I don't like, but I won't mention them uh, <laughs> on the commentary. But, um, yeah, it's good. All right. Earlier we caught up with young Redback Quick, Jordan Buckingham, um, and we had a bit of a chat with him. We're going to play that for you very soon. Um, and, uh, Marzi, uh, I'll, I'll, it's been um, – it's been good. A great chat about basketball, and that's why you're here. Obviously, it's, <laughs> it's in your wheelhouse uh, to talk about the Sixers, and uh, obviously I've been a bit of a part of it for a long time as well. So it's uh, great to have you in here and, and do that. But Jordan Buckingham for the Redbacks, he's a guy to keep an eye on. He's a young quick. Uh, he bowls good lines, really good action, and he's uh, got Dizzy Gillespie there teaching him the way. I think if we can hang on to him, he's going to be a very good player for the Redbacks. A good person to learn from too, Dizzy. I, I think that'll be really good for him and his development. All right, let's uh, have a listen. This is our chat with Jordan Buckingham. Marzi, our next guest is brought to us by Tire Power, Australia's biggest tire independent retailer, uh, keeping you safe on the roads. It's tirepower.com.au. And from the West End Redbacks, it is Jordan Buckingham. Jordan, welcome to Sports Day SA. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, uh, Jordan, just before we get into what you're doing now, let's have a look at what you did prior to coming to South Australia. You uh, grew up in Victoria, is that correct? Yes, I grew up in Western Victoria as a um, as a groundsman, so straight out of Year 12. Um, fortunately, just got qualified and had a couple of weeks ago over here, so finished. Um, it was just Ken Junior from Ken over there. What about other sports, Jordan? Uh, a lot of cricketers are good at golf or play footy in the in the opposite season. Uh, what have you uh, What have you grown up playing and and possibly still playing? Yeah, so I was always um, junior footy, junior cricket, like most kids, um, and then sort of had to pick one when I got to to eighteen. It was never going to be footy. I was a, I was too much of an outside wingman there, so um, cr- cricket sort of led way, and I had a couple of big off seasons there, and. Um, 
never really got in any of the state junior pathways or the state junior side. Um, and then Bucky had a couple of decent first grade seasons in Victoria with the Footscray Bulldogs. Um, and then and then got got the got the call from Sean Williams, the talent major in SA. Um, and he was yeah he was pretty keen to get me over here, which was which was awesome. All right. You mentioned your grounds, your bit of groundsman's work in Victoria. Now you've done a bit of that yeah. here at uh, Karen Rolton over with Trent Kelly, haven't you? Yeah, I did a little bit towards the start of last season, midway through through last year with Trent um, and the ground stuff there, which was good. That was just sticking off a couple of things I needed to do for the apprenticeship. Um, but it was also good to get out to another venue and see how how they do it because everyone does it differently, and especially in different states with different wickets and whatnot. So yeah, it was awesome. Was Trent a good boss or a bad boss? No, nah, he's a good one, mate. He's a good one. He's, he's, he's an angry man, but he's good. He's a ripper. He's a ripper. <laughs> and you've played four games four games now for SA. One at the end of last summer and played the first three Shield games, 15 wickets at 28. Um, how are you fitting into the lineup? You're feeling at home in there? Yeah, certainly. I think I've got some good senior bowlers around me, so uh, made it very easy. I think I reaped a few rewards in the Vicks game where where anyone could have sort of got a few wickets there. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. As well as the coaching staff, Dizzy and Luke Butterworth, um, it's pretty invaluable to have some, some guys who have got some really nice fast bowling records around you um, to lead the way. And then you sort of just get on the back of that. So, yeah, really good. It's a little bit spoiled. You're a little bit spoiled with having uh, Jason Gillespie as your head coach. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it, to, is it, was that a bit of a pinch yourself moment when uh, you go out to training and you got Dizzy coaching you and telling you how to bowl? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's um, yeah. I grew up. You obviously grew up watching watching the Aussies and, and the and the fast bowlers, and with him and McGrath, like it was yeah, it was a it was a, it was massive for me, and especially getting over here, um, it made the decision a pretty easy one because a man of his caliber, um, and also his tail and batting ability, which I'm sure he's mentioned a million times. <laughs> so he um, yeah. Uh, well, you have been compared to him. Um by some people in the media and mm-hmm. um, who, who have you grown up kind of idolising and, and basing your bowling uh, technique and style on? Yeah, he, he, he was certainly one that I watched, but Dale Stain was probably the biggest one from South Africa. Um, obviously his record speaks for itself. It's, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's bloody good, but he, yeah, yeah. Dizzy was certainly one that um, I did watch, but Stain, Stain was one I, I do watch and I still watch very closely. Are you watching his hair at the moment? Because it's an absolute <laughs> disgrace, Dale Stone. He just let himself go. <laughs> yeah, he has, hasn't he? Yeah, he, um, yeah, I don't know. He's just going through a little phase here. I think he's got an assistant coaching job at one of the, uh, the World Cup sides and doing a bit of commentary as well. So he's doing well for himself. Uh, as you'd expect. Now, uh, South Australia, mm-hmm. the start of the season in the Shield, uh, one loss and a couple of draws. Uh, almost yep. could have got a win in amongst those two draws. Uh, now you travel off to WA this weekend. Are you looking forward to bowling on the Wacker? Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's obviously a place that you watch a lot of Test cricket when you're growing up, and you see the ball zipping through with you know a lot of pace and bounce. So um, certainly somewhere that I'd like to tick off the bucket list. So you haven't bowled um, there. You haven't played Hopefully there as yet. There. Sorry, Jordan, you haven't no, played I've there. No, I've never actually. I've, no, I've never actually been in the state. So. Um, yeah, it'd be re- really awesome to get over there and even just have a bowl the day before in the nets and get used to the conditions and whatnot. But, yeah, it's, it's a very nice place to play cricket. The vibe of the team must be pretty good as well. We've had a few, uh, what would probably say, dry years with the with the team. And you've come in yeah. and you had the four wickets on debut and are bowling really well. Mm-hmm. What's the vibe of the team at the start of the season? Yeah, there's certainly a lot of belief. I think um, I think we've definitely got the calibre. It's just about putting it together. I know the boys in the one days are going really well, having... Um, 
mentioning them yet, but I think, yeah, I, I, I guess Hetty, Carey, there's a lot of experienced heads around them with Ball, Doggett, Agar, McAndrew. Um, so I think I think the team makeup's there and just just about get a result on the board and the, and the Whackers a big chance this week. It's a result wicket. There's I don't think there's been a draw there this year yet. Um, so good chance for us to get a win and, and get on the board. I think. You mentioned uh, a few different forms of the game. Obviously, the T20 World Cups on at the moment. Um, have you had much interest from the the BBL realm? Uh, no, not personally. I haven't. I haven't certainly haven't got a deal yet. Um, but hopefully. We can maybe strike one late in the um, late in the piece, or potentially an injury replacement, or something down the line. But yeah, yeah, no, nothing mentioned of yet. So, you got a manager, Jordan? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. oh we, we missed out. Marzi was jumped <laughs> on board because <laughs> I reckon he's got a bit of a future, Jordan. Um, with your white ball stuff, uh, is, is that something that you're keen to, I, I guess, get involved with? Obviously, there's a lot of money around in white ball cricket at the moment. But is that uh, what you're pushing as well, or are you going to concentrate on your shield stuff for now? Uh, it's obviously, obviously, red ball cricket is um, is, is the, definitely the most preferred format, but but there's definitely room for white ball as well. And, and as you said, there is a little bit of money in it. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's just more about listening to the right people, the red backs, and expanding my knowledge in that part of the game, and and hopefully getting a few games there first, and then just seeing what happens down the track. In the uh, local comp, Jordan, you're playing for uh, West Torrens in the Premier competition. Uh, three wickets yep. yesterday in Glenelg. Had you? How'd you felt you bowled there? Yeah, they come out okay. I was a little bit scratchy early. I think I was a little bit in red ball mode there. I, I pitched a float up a few half volleys trying to get the nick on a, on a pretty nice wicket there. Um, but yeah, I think we all come back pretty strong. We we got 290 and we're, we were pretty confident with that score. There was obviously a short side and um, and then Jake Winter from Glenelg just went bang. He got 170 not out, I think. And it was, yeah, clearly the difference. He got over 50% of the runs required. So he was... Um, yeah, next level there. So he just got the better of us. You enjoy uh, playing grade cricket away when you come back from the state team. Do you enjoy being part of the West Torrens crew? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's an awesome crew. Um, a lot of guys early early to mid twenties. Um, there's a lot of guys from the Redbacks there as well. Daniel Drew, Spencer Johnson, Harry Nielsen. So um, it's good to have them around. And yeah, we won two of the three flags last year, which was good. So um, pretty successful club. So it's nice to come back and. Um, and be part of yeah, really good culture. Uh, moving to Adelaide, uh, John. What's your goals for the season? Um, I mean, is it uh, just to establish yourself within that team? Um, what, have you got specific goals set out? Yeah, certainly. Originally, it was to get in the team. Um, now, now I started and and I'm around the market. Definitely to establish myself and, and and try and play a full season. I think that's probably um, not looking too far ahead in with any other honours or whatnot. But yeah, that's certainly the, probably the biggest one to maybe break into that white ball side and establish myself in the in the shield side. Are you getting any feedback from the coaches at the moment, not just Dizzy, uh, Luke Butterworth? Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. We we catch up, Butsy and I catch up post-game, pre-game, during the game. So, um, yeah, his knowledge is really good as well. Um, we, we, we chat all things bowling, um, batting, fielding, everything. So, um, yeah, the, the messages are really good, uh, really clear. So, yeah, couldn't be happier. You got any interests away from cricket, Jordan? What do you do? What do you do when you're not playing cricket? Which I know it's most of your life, but uh, what do you do away mm-hmm. from the from yeah, uh, cer- cricket ball? Uh, yeah, certainly greenskeeping is one I still keep an eye on. Um, I like to get down and help out the local club and whatnot. Um, love the beach down the beach today. Actually, got a bit of a bit of a tan on there, so it was beautiful, <laughs> beautiful weather for it. Um, and I'm a very keen golfer. I probably play once, maybe twice a week, but um, very scratchy. 
Well, we've definitely turned the weather on for you the last couple of days. Yep. Um, now, a big topic around at the moment in the cricket world is obviously the T20. Mm -hmm. Australia's bowed out now. Um, what's, yeah. your, what's your tip for, uh, for the end of the tournament? Who do you think's got the goods to win it? Well, I was very keen on South Africa until yesterday. I think their team was, um, was awesome. So uh, it's rattled me a little bit. I think probably the winner of England-India will go on and, and take it out, I'd say. I think they're probably the two best sides left in it. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't really tell you who, but I reckon the winner of that game will, yeah, will win it all. Jordan, uh, we'll let you go. Thanks a lot for spending uh, some time with us on Sports ASA. And best of luck over in the West and hope uh, the boys can get the points against the Whackers. Perfect. Thanks for that. Cheers, guys. That was Jordan Buckingham from the West End Redbacks. Marzi, yeah, he was a good chat, wasn't he? He was. And you, uh, you're telling me he's got a pretty good uh, inside and outside swinger. <laughs> he has. He's a, he's a very promising bowler for South Australia. If they can hang on to this kid, mm. I think he'll... Uh, Maybe not fill the shoes of Chad Sayers, but he's he's got a lovely action and should take plenty of wickets for the Redbacks. It'll be good if we can keep them here as well. Yes. Like uh, we've had a bit of in and outs uh, lately, yeah. and keeping good talent here would be good because we want the Redbacks to kind of get back up where they belong, up the top end of the ladder, not down yeah. the bottom end. So yeah, that's great to have him on board, and yeah, he started off well. Yeah, it's been good. Um, it's been a big day. We've mm. we've had a lot on today and we've got through it and thanks for making your first appearance on Sports Day SA, part of the SENSA team, obviously. Um, and Bungie, uh, you're going along on, on Sunday mornings with him, okay? It's been very good. He's actually sunning himself up in Darwin at the moment. So he snuck up there for his brother's birthday, but sending me pictures of Barramundi uh, left, right and centre. So I'm a bit jealous at the moment. But yeah, on the Sundays are going well and yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's been good. All right, now you're back Wednesday. Which I will am be indeed. Good. All right, so shorter, so shorter show on Wednesday with the semi-final of the T20 World Cup. But uh, that's all we got time for today. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been Sports ASA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.